Welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. Where I live, there is a loud but relatively calm thunderstorm happening. I know in other parts of the world, there are hellacious storms happening. And I am sending good vibes and light to everyone who is in the midst of those natural storms. My thunderstorm makes me feel nostalgic, makes me feel like reading. And because of that, I have chosen an old monologue of mine to read. It's about 20 years old, but I think it deserves a new audience. One of the things that I realized about relationships, love relationships, and maybe actually all relationships, but in this case I'm talking about love, romantic relationships, is that when there is a breakup, usually, and I mean usually by a large percentage. One of the people involved in the romantic relationship has already moved on by the time a breakup occurs. They have fallen out of love at an earlier time and maybe said nothing, but that has been my experience. When I first realized this lesson about love, I had just come out of the throes of a hard breakup, a difficult breakup. My old boss used to say to me, hard is like a table. Difficult is something that you have to work through. So difficult is the correct word to use. Um, I was somewhat recovered when I wrote this monologue. The best part about this monologue for me is that I was able to deliver it at a show where she was present. So it's really good to know that somebody can hear some good art about the person they dumped getting better. That's how I feel. Anyway, so for your listening pleasure today, which I hope it is, I am going to read 
a piece I wrote about 20 years ago called Delivery. Delivery. My girlfriend broke up with me seven months ago. I broke up with her mm, two weeks ago. Of the nine splits I've experienced, this breakup was the most difficult. If a breakup were a birth, I thought this breakup was a train wreck C-section where they call in extra triage personnel and then accidentally puncture major organs during the surgery. I thought I'd never get over the feeling that I was teetering around like a skinny seventh grader stuck in a football helmet that was being battered with hammers by bullies. But two weeks ago, I realized that the worst pain occurred in the time leading up to the breakup. In reality, it was not the breakup itself, but the gestation of the breakup that really fucked me up. The pregnancy of the breakup. My girlfriend's breakup with me seemed like one cathartic heave, throwing up something already dead. But when it popped out, her breakup baby wasn't dead. No, it was alive and strong. So strong, in fact, that when it showed up, it convinced her that she should never see me again. Me. Me. The one partially responsible for its birth in the first place. After that, my girlfriend listened to all the whims of her breakup baby as if she was the child and the breakup baby was the parent. Last year at this time, I was still moon-eyed for my girlfriend. She was so awesome, I thought. I must have done something to win her. Whatever that something was, it wasn't something I should think about too deeply or too casually, but just the right amount. Everything seemed fine. She and I were best friends most of the time. At other times, we seemed to melt into each other like two pats of butter in the bright sun. The sex was great, and the money flow between us was, well, almost equal. But a tear loomed in the silver lining of our hot tub of love. It was a little leak, and so... The bubbly stuff leaked out almost unnoticeably. I think I became pregnant with my breakup baby the day my girlfriend's breakup baby entered the world. Oh, I fought against her breakup. I tried to push the breakup baby back into her body. I just laid there in the car and watched as she ripped off my invisible clothes for the first time in a way I didn't want. Then she injected me with a hot sensation I hadn't invited. Eventually, all that was left was those lips I loved so much, mouthing she was sorry. I've read somewhere that some rapists say they're sorry, too, but victims rarely hear it for the shock. After she was done, I kicked myself like a deflated ball, through the alley behind my apartment building. A few days later, I called her and tried to get her to come back to me, but she had already bonded with the breakup baby. Now I understand. Even reliable pats of butter in the bright sun can't go back to being what they were 
after a breakup is born. Sometimes people try to hide a breakup baby somewhere in a comfortable place like their parents' house or a stifling place like a stuffy closet. But most times, the breakup still breaks out. I have no idea when my girlfriend decided to leave. I think she knew about the breakup baby for many months, but kept her pregnancy sheathed like a secret weapon she would use to whack her way out of the foliage of our relationship when it grew too thick. As a romantic, I would like to think she conceived the breakup, at the very least, after one of our most excellent days and nights together, that it just slipped into her without her permission and started to grow, a timed reality she couldn't avoid. But wasn't it nice? It happened at such a poignant moment. I've read stories about lesbian couples that remain friends after they break up. They keep going to the same places. They handle the breakup practically, like continuing to use a double garage. Eventually, one of these women might look, hook up with a mutual friend whose lover of 14 years dumped her after her girlfriend went by. Having one of those breakups seems as surreal to me as having heterosexual sex. I didn't have a lesbian buddy lounge to look for a new partner or other dykes to grunt with me through my breakup pregnancy. I did have a loyal group of friends to help me through the rough times. Sure, they were all 20 and straight, or 30 and men, but they were there. Most of them allowed me the crying jags, the fits of nausea connected with certain jazz tunes. But they all had a different idea as to how long my breakup baby should be in development. One told me my breakup was way overdue, and I was just afraid of the delivery. That was evident, she said. By the way, I always talked about my ex after six beers. Yes, I admit, I continued to excel in drinking during my pregnancy. Doing things to excess just might be the right thing to do chimed another friend. It might just kill the whole thing altogether. Now, she was in favor of me breaking up with my ex, but since I wasn't getting around to it, she concluded that I should just destroy the concept of it. In other words, I should abort the breakup baby. And will you start hating that ex of yours, she continued? Come on, and a one, and a two, and a hate! And I breathe. Come on, inhate. Exhale. Despite all we put it through, my breakup baby was born. Another friend said, I think now you should move to some podunk town. Chances are there might be only one other gay woman there. Then you can look at her and say, well, seeing as we're the only ones here, wink, wink. But I'm still a little leery of love. I don't know how to prevent these unwanted, painful breakup pregnancies. I mean, it's not like you can go on the pill or wear a condom to prevent them. I'm getting a little old for breakups. Another pregnancy like this last one might just kill me. So now I have a two-week-old breakup baby to care for. She's a little weak 
but she's a full-fledged emotional landmark. She looks more like me than my ex and more like the old me, the me I haven't seen in months. I took my little breakup down to the beach where I used to sit with my ex. Despite the separation of her parents, I thought the baby should be in touch with her roots. She watched the waves come in and go out respectfully and empathetically. Eventually, she turned to me and smiled. Then I knew we didn't need to sit there anymore. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day and get through all your storms. Until next time, keep thinking. She's got no lessons planned for me Because she's not that fancy She's a professor forever Professor